You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. If you follow me on my Instagram, Jordan Ray, Jordan with a Y, Ray, R A E, 555. Shout out for myself, Thirst Trap. Um, you would know that I've had a situation with my therapist that I'm going to reveal on here. And you know what? There's a chance that he listens to this because per our last session, his signing off words were, I'm going to go listen to your podcast now. And I go, haha, don't judge me. Close the computer, cringe, walk away, act like that last hour never existed. But it indeed did. And now I have picked it apart for, mm, I need to look at my phone and see what day this was. So this therapist, let me just catch up so you know what the background is. And let me tell you why some dysfunctional shit happened. And I don't know, is it my fault? Like, and at the end of the day, I really think it's not. Like, by my fault, like, meaning, like, am I fucking crazy? Are we fucking crazy? I feel like it's me. But it doesn't matter. Because he was really unprofessional and stupid as fuck. Yes, I just said that. And I just remembered that he possibly could be listening to this. But it was very unprofessional. And I'm a little upset about it. Which, P.S., I have an appointment. I have an individual session tomorrow, or the 20th, at 2 p.m. And guess what? I'm blown. I'm ghosting him because that is my M.O., okay? That is what I do. I am the person who ghosts my therapist and say that I didn't, I couldn't, wouldn't, shouldn't, I run away from my problem. I'm a Libra, okay? So I don't understand why this would happen to me. So this therapist, Derek and I, my husband, recently started going to marriage counseling. We've only been a not that much and uh, definitely not enough to fucking help me, okay? So we're gonna have to find someone else, so... Um, which I'm disappointed. Like, sir, you wasted my time. Can I have all of my co-pays back, please? Because when you start therapy, which I've been a lifer of therapy, so I'm a believer in therapy going during the good times, going, going during the bad times. It's not about going because of a crisis. It's going because it betters things. It betters the situation. It helps you better yourself. It gives you different perception. And especially with marriage, to me, it sounds like a great idea to get another you know, someone that could help you teach better communication skills because no matter what, if you have a life partner, someone you want to do life with, you are two individual people and it's hard. It's hard. And I remember my mom telling me that her and my dad did that and I admired their marriage and how I constantly saw them choose each other and she said they went in the good and the bad. So I wanted that to be a part of my marriage. Anyways, This guy talks to us, blah, blah, blah. I decide I'm going to go. I do individual therapy too. I ghosted my last therapist because we came upon like a difference in opinions and I felt like very judged by her 
And so naturally I did what felt was right and I completely acted like I have never met, saw her, or know who she is. So she got her money. I don't, it's not like I owe her anything. So I had gone to what, two, three individual sessions with the therapist outside of our couples counseling? Anyways, which the last time we went, I was telling him I was doing the podcast and he tells me that he has a podcast too. And he even shared that he would do a collab with me if I wanted. Okay. And which I was kind of taken aback by, but I was like, cool, interesting, cool, whatever. Um, probably won't take him up on that offer and definitely not now. So my husband and I sat down last week for our couple's Zoom, because it's fucking Zoom now. We're in a Zoom world, okay? And sit down, which it's still time. You know, time is money, okay? And so my husband's time more than mine, but it is. And we sit down, and I'm the person that can't just, like, go into it. I need, like, 10 minutes of mental prep, aka a notepad of shit I want to bitch about. Just kidding. And... We go and, you know, he's usually like one or two minutes always late and he's always about five to ten minutes early out. And I've, and I've noticed that to be a common thing with therapists, psychiatrists, what all of the ones, the ones that give you meds, the one that don't, um, especially if they take your insurance. So if they don't take your insurance, I've noticed when I'm paying out of pocket, my time is much more valued and respected. But the second they get used to you as a client and you're just this steady, psychotic bitch that they need to help, they get used to that money and that like steady flow of crazy girl number whoever. So 20 motherfucking minutes goes by and at minute number six, I started going, oh my God, this is unprofessional. Because I am... (laughs) People will tell you that know me. I am a time person. I got this from my father. And I am five to ten minutes early everywhere I go. I can't help it. It's in me. I have to be. I'm. That's like the only thing that I am type A about. Pretty much the only thing. So that was irritating. And then, you know, 20 minutes rolls around. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to give up. But let me shoot him an email really quick. So I, which you would think like a call, like I was thinking maybe the client before him offed himself, his or herself, like what did something happen, you know? And I should have known there was a red flag when he told me that like two of his clients said they were divorcing, I think two separate couples or something. And I should have been like, you're not really saving them, are you? Starting to question if he got his counseling degree online, you know? Which, not hating, because a lot of people do that, but maybe I am a little hating for the simple fact that he promoted himself a little differently, in my opinion. So I shoot over the email, nothing back. When the session would have been over at 1 p.m., I get a text. Dr. Blankety Blank here. Apologize I wasn't on the Zoom. My router was down. And I was just expecting more of like a, oh, I'm so, so sorry. I should have got in touch with you prior to the appointment, but I didn't. 
and I'm a jackass. And then I was like, wait a second. If you don't have your router, you have your phone, you have data, right? Can't you, can't you? Like, we're in 2020, brother. Your excuse is fucking lame. So I really dragged that on to get to the point out that he didn't show up. And then it gets worse because that I was like, okay, weird, weird, whatever. And then I say, hey, can we reschedule? If I get a cancellation is his reply. I go, any update for our reschedule? Two days after that, nothing. The next day, are my messages and emails not going through to you? His reply, I've gotten your text about update on reschedule. And I go, so when would that be? Nothing. So he is either A, a fucking alcoholic who relapsed. Again, no hate, but just a personal experience. It's just his behavior is outlandish. I think that, I mean, if he wasn't feeling me as a fit or thought I was a lunatic bitch or listened to my podcast and was like, I'm going to get the fuck away from this girl, you think he would at least give me a fucking referral. Not a, hey, I don't think we're a good fit. Maybe you want to do so-and-so. Not a, hey, like, could you not think of a better fucking lie? Because if I was him and like, and what if he was just like, you know what? I don't, I can't do this to fucking day. I'm going to lose my fucking mind if I talk to another crazy person. I would have taken anything than the lame as excuse he gave me. It's just weird. It's just fucking weird. So I'm supposed to have an appointment tomorrow. And if he sends me that stupid fucking link for Zoom, I'm going to tell him to shove that link up his ass. And I am finding a new therapist. So you know what? I want to put him past him to listen to this. So hello, doctor. You know who you are. We moved on. I ghost therapist. Okay. I don't get ghosted. Moving on, let's have an update on Purple Rain. If you don't know who Purple Rain is, she is what I named my newest addition to the Vibration family, or shall we call her the newest and only member of the Sucky Wucky family. What's the Sucky Wucky family, you ask? It's now the sex toys that have suction action, trying to mimic the feeling of a man eating your vagine. I believe I mentioned the purchase of this new dildo slash sucky thing uh, was in episode two, I believe. Bootylicious uh, in regards to our asshole. I don't know. I don't think so because it's definitely never going there. Uh, But let me tell you about it because I feel like, (laughs) yeah, it wouldn't work there. Um, So it's got an end that is our dildo friend, and it's just like nothing special, a little overhyped if you ask me. The sucky part is the most interesting. I almost wish that I bought one that was just the sucky thing, like the Vush one, the V-U-S-H one that I've seen advertised on social media a lot more than this one. This one I bought on www.thesecretaffair.com. No, this is not sponsored. I was Googling sucky vibrator dildos, and this is what I found. (laughs) What I do in my spare time is awfully interesting. I won't lie. But yeah, it was just um, the sucky thing. It works. It works. And you know what? I will say it's quiet. I like how quiet it is. And you don't have to do much. I honestly think it is not... I mean, probably not the hottest 
one you as for a man's perspective to watch not saying that it's not hot because it's definitely hot but I didn't need to do much I can just like put it there and sit there like I'm you know getting my toes done and just put that bitch on and boom I'm gonna climax so if you just want to see that happen in under 60 seconds then yeah that's probably fun she is great purple rain is great for a quickie yes I give all of my sex toys names you should try it. Then you can call them out when you're alone with them. Just kidding. <laughs> if you want to give them all female names to make your husband happier, hell, maybe he wants you to give them boy names. I don't know. But you definitely should be whipping those out during these times because one thing I didn't want to talk about was how the COVID is affecting our sex lives because... I happen to believe that it is. I think every fucking person I know, I don't know one couple that's thriving, to be honest with you. I know one, um, obviously I'm not going to say her name, but it's like they're newlyweds, so it's like they can go fuck themselves. And they saved themselves for marriage, so again, they can go fuck themselves. I literally know so many people getting divorced right now, and I don't, I mean, not, I mean, only know two per three personally, but I, have heard of quite a few people going to Splitstown and I can't help but think in the back of my head like was this because the circumstances in the last year were dreadfully whore fucking ific it doesn't matter where you stand politically we are not fucking going here on this podcast that is not what this fucking place is for thank you very much and there is a time and place that I appreciate um oof, got a little saucy there a little salty there but this year was hard, hard as relative, but it was hard on every single person in some way. They took a hit, it seems, mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, in some way, whether it was family, career, personal, whatever, or whether they had to see someone that they love go through a really hard time. We all know someone who went through it if it wasn't ourselves. What a time to be childless, seriously. Everyone that didn't have a fucking kid during 2020, I don't even, I don't care how lonely you fucking were. No, that's really mean, and I do care so, so much about mental health. But seriously, I would trade you in a fucking heartbeat to be kidless. Like, bitch, I'm already fucking depressed. So, like, I would trade pers- places with the person with no kids that was depressed because I could handle that, and I'm fine hibernating for the quarantine (laughs) if I had to that over you know sometimes I think when I really really think about it I'm like I'm super fucking blessed because whether it's the biggest pain in the fucking ass I'm constantly having to go like it's not an option for me not to function I don't get sick days and that probably actually keeps my spirit up because I'm forced to survive this bitch right here doesn't want to just survive. I want to thrive. I desire to thrive. But you know what? Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard. But we do our best. And speaking of doing our best, the sex, when the sex with COVID, I think that if you are not masturbating, if you are not masturbator, you need Like, you need to masturbate. That is your homework from this podcast. 
Ladies, if you are not a self-lover, I feel like COVID was a soul sucker. Try getting in touch with that side. It will make you feel sexier for your man. And if you are only masturbating, why don't we turn that over to the man in our life and give him a little bit of that loving. Sometimes we really do have to fake it till we fucking make it. I believe that anyways. I think for any, obviously, I don't know. Obviously, we're married couples. We're home alone together during this. Some of us have spouses going to work. Some of us don't. A lot of us don't. And I think in the beginning, I was like, oh, we'll get to have more sex. Because, like, I I do, I don't know why I am so horny. I really don't know. Should probably have an episode on that. Because sometimes, you know, it's a really awesome thing. And then sometimes it's a curse. You know, it's not just a blessing. It's actually quite a thorn in my ass sometimes. And not in a good way. I think it is important to have like prioritize alone time and self-love time during this time and then it's also important to not have just because you're physically around that person calling that you're being with them like actual time for intimacy actual time to date each other to create sexy time to do weird shit because why the fuck not? I promise you, it will only help things. It will only help things. There is no growth in the comfort zone, mamacita. No, I'm not telling you to go let him stretch your asshole out. I'm saying try something new. Surprise him. Quit being so predictable. And I mean, sometimes, I I hate that the word toxic just flashed into my mind, but sometimes keeping them on their goddamn toes is really the best thing to do, especially when they're used to, if you are boring, if you are doing the same fucking thing every day, I feel like being a stay-at-home mom at home, it's not, like, it's not sexy. It's not. It's, I don't feel sexy doing it. Sometimes I do. Like if I look really cute, that's why I think getting cute and doing your makeup is important. So I can feel like a horny housewife. Feel it, be it, embody it, watch it. But I mean, remember the fun dating time? Like, were you a little toxic? I was a little toxic. Hell, I still am a little toxic. And you know what? My husband would say he loves my fucking psychotic ass. Can I tell you something that I learned? So in the beginning when I did this podcast, I was just looking at my insights because I, before I told any of my friends or family, I didn't, I wanted, I wanted some content, not just one fucking episode on here. And so it was like a 80% male listening and I didn't know, I don't have a problem with that, but I felt like I was like, okay, do I need to talk more to the guys? Like I need to appeal more to that. And I want to, I don't want to lose track or sight of myself and not be authentic to what I wanted to do and what I wanted this to be. And I think guys and girls will totally like it. And I know I have a foul mouth and I know I like to talk about dirty shit and I like to tell embarrassing stories about myself. And boy, do I have so, so, so many to tell you. I can be a bit self-deprecating, but I find that to be humorous and I take pleasure in it. I also want to share that that percentage has now changed to truly a 50-50, one or two percentage off. So like 53 to 
50, I don't fucking know, I'm bad at math, women and men. And so that, that's got me pumped. I started a microdosing journey. If you don't know what microdosing is, Google it and we can talk about it because I'm on day, is it day five? And I took my second dose yesterday, 120th of a dose that people trip on and I haven't tripped on mushrooms since I was like 22 years old. So it's been a while, but I am trying micro dosing and boy, I can't wait to share my experience thus far. And it's hella interesting. And I have no doubt that God put these little babies on the earth for a reason. Just like the sweet marijuana. And so it's only been day five and I have made a log, a journal, hour by hour. And the thing is, is if you Google and read about it, you are not supposed to feel high at all. It's supposed to be like, there are kids, okay, the way people would take Adderall is how people are taking microdosing shrooms now and LSD. Uh, I am doing psilocybin mushrooms and taking a very, 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 very tiny amount and I feel alert. I feel like I have more energy. I feel like I'm much more respondent versus reactionary and that is fucking what's up. And so I'm looking forward to this little science experiment on my brain. Some people are like, holy fuck, this bitch is nuts. But you know what? I've read enough where I feel, I felt like it was a go. I feel like I was getting the nudge from the universe to say, do it, bitch, do it. Also, if my therapist listened to this whole episode, I just want to say that I'm not mad mad at you anymore. It's obviously you, not me. Never talk to you again. I wish you the best of luck. We could have had a lot to talk about. And I won't leave you a Yelp review because it wouldn't be fucking nice. And by the way, I'm an avid Yelper. So to me, that's like the olive branch right there. So next week, we're going to talk about the most Googled questions that people ask about sex, which by the way, the top five, uh, where's the G-spot? I can answer that one. I can answer how to make a woman orgasm. I can't uh, answer three and four because they pertain to STDs. Oh, as well as number five, what is the clap? Which I can tell them that that means chlamydia. Am I correct? I believe so, right? I watched Seinfeld. Or wait, that was gonorrhea in Seinfeld, correct? Another one of the questions was, from a woman's perspective, what can I do to be better at sex? So we're going to talk about getting to know our body, getting to know our vagina, the proper way to masturbate. I'm talking about masturbating with a mirror, recording yourself masturbating, watching it later and after and taking maybe fucking notes, maybe doing it in front of your man. If you haven't done that, you better be doing that. So more on that next time. We're also, you know what, this one I'm going to answer right now. What happens if you have sex before six weeks after birth? Let me tell you, it'll be a bloody fucking murder scene. Because I talked about that in one of the episodes too before. And A, it's a hot dog down a hallway. There's going to be so much blood after you just pushed fucking seven pounds out of your pussy. And the placenta's coming out. Every man has completely left. Completely, they're gone now. Hey, ladies. So highly advise, um, you know, five out of five would not recommend doing that before the six weeks. (laughs) And I'll tell you right now, 
right then, that six weeks after having a baby was the longest I've ever gone without sex since I lost my motherfucking virginity. And it will be the longest I ever go without sex. So that was a little sneak peek and I'm gonna answer more, more invigorating, is that a riveting questions about sex, pleasure, blowjobs, and all of those things. Until next time.